Hey, for those people that are here for the very first time, they will say, oh my gosh, this pastor is a good-looking pastor. For those people that are watching every Sunday, say, what's going on, Pastor Leo? Where is your Adidas, uh, actually, T-shirt? And the reason is that that's a part of my prop illustration this afternoon. And I'm so glad. Let's get, give our microchurches in Liberia, Elguna, and Bali a big round of applause. Can we do that here from the building in Zurich? Welcome, all the amazing microchurch locations. Hey, uh, we started a brand new series about angels, and I'm in a small group, and uh, we are, have very honest people. They ask me, Pastor Leo, I don't get it with the angels. I mean, living with the Holy Spirit is already complex. Being married is also complex, and now I need angels. How can I handle all those things? Thanks for asking this profound question. And you have to understand, first of all, God is in heaven, right? The moment we say yes to God, that means the Holy Spirit comes in us and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? But it means the angels are like the, the staff ground. They're working like on the ground. They're helping us to protect us, to leading us and guiding us. And we need angels more than you can imagine or think. And the angels are working in the unseen world. And often you cannot see angels and often, God will do amazing miracles with angels, but you never will know about it. Here is my story. Some weeks ago, I drive a Harley Davidson, actually. And it was a little bit like a wet day. It was rainy, and there was a, a curve, a turn. And I was a little bit too fast, like always. And I felt like the wheel starts to slip away. And I knew if I'm not getting the ground, the gap, the grip again, I have to make two decisions, either to die or let go of my Harley. But it's a brand new Harley. It's not so easy to let go of a brand new Harley. So you have to understand what happens in three seconds. I want to give you like an insight what happens in my brain in that three seconds actually. There was a voice in me say, stay calm. But the new Harley has an anti-brake system. That means when your wheel starts to slide, it stops the brake, the wheel for a moment. That means the whole bike boom, turned around direction the guarding rail and that's even worse and it's maybe only five meters or maybe eight meters not more and I know I have a big problem and in that moment a voice said to me don't use the brake and I didn't use the brake and then I saw the guardrail came closer and all of a sudden God says now lean in make a move so I did the move and through a miracle I didn't touch the, the, the guarding rail and I came back on the street. And I started to sweat because I had uh, two questions. Point number one, never drive too fast. That's lesson number one for me. The point, I was wondering why in the world was there no car? And I think the angels are working with an old lady five kilometers of far away. She drove very slow. And God used the old lady maybe to create a traffic jam so that the street was empty for me. Maybe that's the story. I don't know. But I just want to tell you right now, sometimes a miracle takes place and you don't know the story. And God will say, you, if you will know the story, how many angels I have to put in place to save you, you will go on the knees and you praise me like crazy. That's why there are more angels in your life that you can ever imagine or dream. Angels are very important for you and me. So I want to ask a question, and I want to read a Bible text, actually, 
In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, therefore angels are only servants, spirit sends to care the people who will inherit the salvation. And I want to share this father verse for the whole entire message. And I want to ask you a question. There are some angels, they have been fallen away from God, right? And some angels, they stay with God. It's the same thing that some people, Christians, they are falling away from faith. And some Christians, they stay in the belief. And now why in the world some people are drifting and some people, they stay? What is the reason? And I want to ask you the question because angels, they have seen the whole entire glory of God. The angels have seen the creation. The angels have seen how God creates people. They have seen the whole glory. And even though some Christians, you experience signs and miracles in your life, you have seen God healed you, God saved you, God protected you. But even though after a while, even though you have seen the glory of God, some people are drifting, some angels are drifting. Why in the world is that so? And other people, they have seen the glory of God and they stay with God. And I want to start with you guys, give you an overview about this on the touch screen, actually. I told you there are four different angels are important for you and me. There's the protection angel, actually. Everyone has a protection angel, at least one. Then the angel of Gabriel, he brought the word of the Lord. Then the prayer fight, fighter, the angel Michael, he always fighting for the prayers. And there's the worship leader, angel Satan. And he was getting super proud. And God said, I resist Refuse those people that are super proud. And from that moment on, that position of worship, now it's empty. And I want to read you a Bible text. Why in the world the angel of Satan drifted? And here is in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 and 13a. You have fallen from heaven, a morning star, the sun of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth, you have once laid down the whole nations. You said in your heart, and underline the word in your heart, every sin starts actually in your heart. In your heart, Satan made a declaration. And here are five points in the next Bible verse. I will ascend to heaven, and I will rise to my throne above the stars of God. I will sit and throne on the mountains of the assembly, on the mount's heights of the mountain Saphon, and I will ascend above the tops of the clouds, and I will make myself like the most high. And here are five points what Lucifer is saying. And the number five in the Bible means actually, the next slide, the number five means people are dependent with God. Isn't that crazy? In the heart, Lucifer said, I want to be different. I earn more. I deserve more. I value more. I should worship more. Now, I want to read you, the, guys, the five points, what Satan said. And maybe you will find yourself, maybe, in one or two points, maybe in all of the points. I don't know. Whatever. So, the five, I want to, statements of the devil. First of all, he said, I want to ascend into heaven. He said, I'm not happy with my position. I know a lot of people, even in my church, they're not happy with your position. There's a lot of people say, God, you create me very well, but if you can create me again, I have a list of pimp my life. Do you know some people? 
They are not so happy about the way they are. The second thing they said, I want to exalt my throne above the stars of God, and the stars of God means the angel. Lucifer was saying, if I could be the boss over all the angels, I will be the best boss. There are some people in the church who are employed and you say, if I could be the boss, oh, my company will be different. You know anyone like that? Thanks for all the hands. <laughs> Liberia as well. So the third thing is that I want to sit on the mount of the assembly. And for the Jewish Messianic people, the assembly means actually, I want to lead and I want to belong that Israel belongs to me. And I don't want to just be a part in the game. I want to have the whole package in the game. The fourth thing is that I want to ascend above the high clouds. The high clouds means I want to have the favor and the glory of God. I want to be in that position that people praise me the way I am. The fifth point is that I want to be like the Most High. That means I want to be the owner of everything what God belongs isn't that crazy? Five statements, and the reason, dear friends, is this is nonsense and not even logical. And I'll tell you why. The Bible said the devil was so beautiful. When I read that, I will say, oh God, I can connect with that thought. Look at me, I'm so beautiful. Everyone in this building, even you watching online, you are beautiful. You're more beautiful than you think or you can imagine. You are so beautiful. And not only that, the angels had all the diamonds. He was super, super rich Satan. He was good looking. He was super rich. He was a top leader. And he was a Kumbayama Lord worship leader. Isn't that crazy? God can gift you, bless you with so many things. But still in your heart, you're not happy the way you are. I want to share a thought with you guys. You are beautiful. Do you know that? You are beautiful. There's not one person in the world who can say, oh my gosh, you are ugly. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. You are a mistake on a Monday morning. I was tired. I forget to take my Red Bull. Every single person on planet Earth is beautiful, right? You are gifted with so many gifts and talents in your life. Can you hear an amen? You are blessed, you are gifted, your position. And why in the world you are not happy? And here is one word, it touches me. What is the difference about those, those people that stay with God and those angels are faithful to those people that are falling? When you're going back to that Bible verse, here's one word, it touched me actually. And it said, you said in your heart. In your heart, you can underline the word in your heart. Every sin starts in your heart. Do you know that? Isn't that crazy? You can live with a woman, with a man, and not even know the deepest longing in their hearts. You know that? People say, Pastor Leo, I know my wife from the inside and outside. I say, you mean from the outside with makeup and without the makeup? Which version do you know? And then people say, I know everything because she shares all the things in, in their heart, actually. And even though if your husband, if your wife tells everything, there is still things in your heart you don't know. The sin starts always hidden as a thought 
in your heart, super tiny, petty, small. It's not like that. A guy said, oh my gosh, I slipped into a wife and then, oh my gosh, we had an affair. This is what people are sharing to me. Oh, Pastor Leo, I'm so sorry. It's not my fault. I slipped into a woman and boom, shakala was in the bed. I'm not stupid and you're not stupid either. The thing is, an affair happens month before as a thought in your heart. And you start to nurture that thought. What could be? How does it feel? It's like a cancer starts super small and it starts to grow and grow and grow. And all of a sudden, there is no return anymore. This happens to the angel of Lucifer. It was a small thought. I'm not valid enough. People not saying thanks to me. I could do better. I deserve more. It starts as a super small thought in your life. And here's my illustration. It's not your fault when a bird poos on your head. But if you let the bird build a nest, that's your fault. Kick out the nest in your life. So in the heart, actually, this happens. And there's always a battle around your heart. There's a fight around your heart by all the angels, by all the people, right? So now you have to understand, even Jesus Christ, the next slide in Matthew chapter 8, verse 9, 8 to 9, again the devil took him to every high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their slanders. All this I will give you. Hey, listen to me. This is the joke of the year. Where Jesus Christ comes from, the Son of God Almighty, his Father belongs everything. And Jesus Christ as a Father, Jesus could say, devil, you are stupid. You, you give me something which I already have. How many times the devil comes to you and say, if you serve me, I will make you famous. You are already famous in the eyes of God Almighty. You, heaven is not somewhere waiting. Heaven is already in you. That's stupid. If you will bow down and confess and worship and praise me. And there is a fight. Let's go back. Demons, they will say, I want, I deserve, it's my right, it's my life and my gift. Isn't that crazy? And that's the moment where you start to fall. But angels, they will say, I serve, I'm humble. And I really do believe if God is my father, and if I serve my father, then God will position myself in the right area, in the right anointing, in the right blessing, and nothing on earth can stop the favor and blessing and anointing in my life. Can we give God for that an amen? Come on. Nothing on this earth. So let's go back to this Bible verse in Hebrew chapter 1, verse 14. Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. And I want to explain to you guys, I told you that in your heart, the sin starts. And I want to ask you really a private pastor question. What is in your heart? Have you got your heart? Is there one thing in your heart you nurture that it starts to grow in your life? And how can you finish the race and how can you serve like angels to God? And in this Bible text, I see four different statements. I want to close the message with four declarations and four statements. How can you be strong? 
you run the race and you finish the race very, very well. Let's give a big round of applause for servants on stage. Some of these guys are single. Not everyone. I don't tell you who. But I think the first one is obvious he's single. <laughs> so, so they are, they are, sorry, they are servants. They are servants. And servant means I'm humble. And often people think if I serve, I will lose my life. There's a lot of people say, Pastor, this is crazy. If I give up my life, giving up my rights, my dreams, my ambition, I will lose. So there are four statements in the Bible text. The point number one is, I submit to God, Hebrew 1 verse 14a, therefore angels are only servants. And the first one to serve is means I, I live submitted. I will submit my life under the leadership of God Almighty. The Bible says, don't give room to the devil. And submission means, God, I lay down my whole entire life. I know what a lot of people say, Pastor Leo, this is weird and this is crazy. If I'm giving up my dreams, my longings, my ambitions, I know how God is. God will put the finger on all my failures and God always criticizing me and God will not uh, helping me up. And I think if I'm doing that, I'm losing everything in my life. But this is wrong. I tell you something, if I position myself in God and if I put God in the right position, God will position your life always, always better than you can do. Hey, just think for a moment. God is not saying 99 sheep are lost and God was leaving 99 of the sheep. He was after me. And after God found me as a sheep, God will say, now I will break you. I will destroy you. I will test you. Sorry, that kind of a God I cannot find in the Bible. God said, when I submit my life under his leadership, if you're putting yourself into God's hands and you believe in God's righteousness and in God's glory, God will add everything unto you what you need in your journey, in your life. And sometimes people say, Pastor Leo, how many times God kicks me out of my comfort zone? I want to repeat the sentence. How many times God kicks me out of my comfort zone? Ah, you said my comfort zone. It's not the comfort zone of God. So often we stop in the middle and we see that's it. And God is saying, that's your comfort zone. I will kick you out of your comfort zone because you can do better and you can do more. And the kicking moment, it's always the blessing in your life. Or people will ask me, Pastor Leo, what do you want? What do you want in your life? And I said, I understand the question, but the question is wrong. And I tell you why the question is wrong. The Bible says we are sheep. And people have no clue about sheep anymore. A sheep sees only seven meters, and a sheep is super stupid. When you ask me, what do you want? I say, I only see seven meters, and I'm stupid about my life. And if you're in a position of a sheep, you say, God, I won't need you. You see further than I can ever see. 
You are smarter than I can be. And God, be the shepherd. Lead me and guide me. You know everything about my life. Submission on the leadership means I trust that God is the best shepherd in my life. Can I hear an amen? An amen is here. Woo-hoo. So the next thing about the angels is actually multitasking. Verse 14b, the spirit sends. That means God is sending the angels to help. And very, very often, here's the point, people will say, Pastor Leo, I have a calling. I cannot serve as, as in the parking slot because this is not my calling. Have you heard people like that? God sent angels for different tasks. Sometimes they fight, sometimes they bless us, sometimes they're protecting us. Angels just do whatever God calls them to do. And here's the point, I'm a pastor. I could say, oh, I'm just preaching and I just lead the church and if you have a problem, it's not my problem because it's not included in the preaching. If I will say that, my wife will say, look for another man, for another woman, for another woman. She will say goodbye. It's like the same thing if I said to my wife, to my wife, I'm very good in creating babies. If you want to make babies, come in 24-7. But when we have the babies, we'll say, oh, it's not my thing. Changing diapers, oh, it's not my thing. I'm called to make babies. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is weird. And I really do believe if you want to be used from God, say, God, here is my life. Use me for your glory, whatever it takes, whatever it's the next step in the church and you are multitasking, you can do whatever God wants you to do. This is what angels do. They are just do what God calls them to do. The next one, I like it actually. It's also, uh, I am equipped in verse 14c to care for people. Equipping just means God sends you in a season. Everyone is in a season. You know that? If you, if you talk with my worship leaders, sometimes our season of growing, that's easy because growth. Sometimes it's easy of laying the foundation, it's not easy. Sometimes it's a season of doing new things, it's also not easy. We are all in different seasons. And I don't know if you like your seasons, but in the seasons you're in right now, God learns you, it's forming you with the character. When you die, you don't take, your body with you, for me, unfortunately, for some people, I'm sorry, but you take your character into heaven. And I hope that your character is good. If not, you are in problem. Now I want to show you a picture. We uh, have built the XR studio in the club. It costs 1.2 million US dollars, a- an amazing number. So we, we, bought, we built that XR studio we are the first one in Switzerland. No one has an XR studio. We are the first guys. Some weeks ago, God spoke to me, and I'm a leading teaching pastor. That's my gift number one. Huh? He said to me, take over the leadership of the digital area in your church. And I said, God, I cannot even fix a computer. If I buy my smartphone, I don't even know how to connect. If I'm like in a hotel, my wife, she helps me to connect the Wi-Fi. 
And God said to me, you are responsible for that new area. And it sounds very easy for you guys, and I don't like that challenge. There's some challenges, God challenges me, and I don't like it. I will not complain, but now I'm complaining. I don't like it. I don't like not everything what I do I like. There's a lot of things I don't like, and God is saying in that area of the digital, you don't have any clue. You are the man to lead the church into a new level, into a new area of the digital world, and the digital world will change your church forever. Isn't that crazy? We had the biggest, latest conference ever. Not because people were here in the building. We had the biggest, latest conference because with the online and digital, we were reaching more people than ever. And every day when I think about the digital, it looks like a Goliath standing in front of me. And I see, oh my gosh, the digital is huge. It's tremendous. Why in the flipping world is that my job? And I'm in a season right now. I don't like it. But God knows why God has chosen me in that situation. And I really do believe that God will give you everything what it takes for a breakthrough in your area. There is no shortcut. And if you quit giving, you, God will bring you in the same position again. You have to re relearn it again and again and again. Isn't that crazy? So I submit myself. I can do multitasking and I will be equipped. And the last one, but also very important, I am covered. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, who will inherit salvation? And people say, oh, this Bible verse is very, very cool. Is there some people that God has chosen them to believe? Or is there some people they will never believe in God? But I want to close this thought a little bit differently. And the thing is, we are under cover, covering. Covering is very, very important. There's a lot of Christians, they're not living under covering. That means they say, God is my protector and I'm under the covering of God, right? But think about Jesus. He had a spiritual covering, God, but also a human being covering their parents. Jesus grew up in the protection of their parents and even being the son of God. So when Jesus was 12 years old, he went to a temple. He forgot to tell the parents, oh, I'm in the temple. He forgot to use the telegram, no Instagram, and said, oh my gosh, I'm in the temple. And then the, my, his wife met him and he, Mary was so angry. He said, Jesus, what in the world? You just can't run away. Jesus said, mom, calm down. I have to be there where God has called me. And he shared about the covering of God. He was 12 years old. And if you are studying the Bible after 12 years, and when she's for 30 years, for 18 years, Jesus Christ submitted his life under the leadership of their parents. Do you know that? And even when Jesus got baptized, he said to John the Baptist, do what you called to do. I submit my life under your leadership. And there are too many Christians, they're not having a leadership on earth to say, oh, my leader is God. And I spoke with God and God gave me an answer and I don't need your advice. If you do that in your life, I'm going to tell you, you will fail hard 
and crazy. You need a covering of God and also someone on earth. It hasn't been your whole entire small group, but at least one person where you have a person who speaks to you because everyone has a blind spot. Do you know people that have a blind spot? My wife, she has blind spots. And I have only blind spots. I have blind spots too. As for people in my small group, you need people, they are helping you actually to cover your life. And I wrote down um, an amazing, cool quote. Spiritual authority and earthly authority is not optional, it's essential. And here is my advice to you. Who is your coach on earth? Like Jesus, their parents, the rabbis, and John the Baptist. Who is here where you share your deepest longings and they have the right to speak into your life. And you need also covering of God Almighty in your life. So I want to close. Why has some angels are fallen? Because in their heart, they nurtured certain issues. It's like cancer. It's growing and growing. And after a while, you cannot stop that anymore. Or you make a decision. I am a servant that's why I'm dressed like this, not for you, for the message to understand I'm a servant of the Most High God and I will submit my life under the leadership of God. I will do whatever it takes from God Almighty and I will be equipped in the moment, in the season where I'm in. And I really do believe God has covered me with God and all some coaches in my life. So we're going to close the message with one last thought. The whole entire week while I was trying to sleep. And I, here's a really a hard message. After passing at the church for more than 25 years, I have seen many, many people got saved. I've seen too many people are falling away. They drifted. And the reason was always they hide something in their heart. The best area where sin can develop it's when you hide certain things in the darkness. But the moment you are honest, you bring your heart to God. Say, God, my heart is not pure. I have some issues. I nurtured something and I make right now the decisions. I kick all those thoughts and all these things out of my life. You will experience that God makes you the best servant in the kingdom of God. So can we stand for a moment also all the microchurch and online on life in the building? I want to ask you a question. What is in your heart? What is in your heart? Are you happy with the way you are? Has people has disappointed you? Or is there envy or jealousy in you? Or do you really believe I deserve more? I should earn more. I should become more respect and applause. Or I have given my life to God, but I cannot see the favor. I cannot see my life is not blooming and not blossoming. And 
you have some questions and they start to grow in the inside of you. Nobody can see it from the outside. But all those things that are in your heart, they are super dangerous. And Father God, I lay down my heart to you right now. And I'm so sorry for all the areas where allow negative thoughts, disappointments, some issues, even some obstacles. I gave them the permission to develop inside of me. And I'm here right now to make a declaration. It's enough. I will not give those things a root anymore. And I want to land there where the devil has ended. You have a place for me, a destiny and a calling and also a home. And I want to say to all those things in my heart, I will not accept you anymore. You're not welcoming me anymore. And I will kick you out in the name of Jesus Christ. All my hurts and all my disappointment and all my addictions and all the longings and all the ambitions, all those things in me, you cannot stay in me any longer. And I kick you out. I mean it. I mean it. Live in the mighty name of Jesus Christ from the inside out. God, I'm going to lay down my heart to you. Heal me. Restore me. Anoint me. Do you know when David... In a psalm, he made a major mistake. He had an affair. He killed that man. And David said, God, if I'm in danger to take the wrong route, to take the wrong street, bring me back. Please bring me back. Please bring me back. Please bring me back. Please bring me back. Bring me back to the way who leads me back home. And church... I feel right now also migrant churches, there is a there is an urgent call from God. It's an urgent call from God. I have started my faith in God so well, and I want to finish well, and I will finish strong, and I want to be the one who knows the grace of God is more than enough. But there's right now a moment, clean your heart. Right now in your prayer, wherever you are, wherever you stand, also online, speak out all those things you have accepted, all those things you have nurtured, kick them out right now. Can you do that, church? Can you do that? I cannot do it for you. I'm happy. I cannot do it for you. I cannot, you cannot do it for me. I'm happy. I cannot do it for you. I'm happy. Hey, listen, you are in charge to do that. You have to command those things right now. Command it. Speak it out. Don't allow it. Because God is here. Can we do this? 
wherever you are, Father God, just create a room right now where people kick out those things in the hearts. Where you kick out those things right now in your heart. Come on, let's, let's worship. Let's praise Him. Let's lean in. Come on, church. Church, I, I tell you, too often we allow certain thoughts in us to develop, right? Too often we nurture those things because we think, I deserve it. Listen to me, you are a son of the God, God, most high God and a daughter. Heaven belongs to you already. You are so blessed with a key to heaven. When you ask me, I deserve more, what in the world do you want to have more? What God belongs to God belongs to you right, right now. You are the child of the Most High. Why do you complain? You cannot have more than heaven. Heaven dwells in you. And sometimes that's a joke. What do you want to have more? More applause. God is for you. More heaven. Heaven is in you. You have already everything right now. That's why don't give all the thoughts in your heart. Don't give them a position. Kick them out in the name of Jesus Christ. Position yourself in all the things that God has in store for you. Come on. That's why. Let's give God a big round of applause right now wherever you are. So let's give Him room. Let's give Him room. Let's give Him room. Come on. Let's give Him room. Come on. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye